Hi everyone, welcome back to SOD Talks. I'm Asna. And I'm Emma. And today we have a very special guest. We have Jonathan Byron, who is a recent graphic design graduate, and we tap into his journey, into how he got into design and everything about thesis. So keep on listening. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> It's kind of weird right now with everything happening online, but um, yeah, yeah, just do your best to, and I'm sure you guys are, but just do your best to enjoy the process because it's amazing. Yeah. Even yeah, going sure. into even going into third year, it's like, where's the time gone? Like, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's long, crazy. Honestly. It's crazy, and I think with like the whole pandemic too, it's been, I don't know. Part of me feels like everything's kind of been slowed down. Um, but also like super sped up. I don't know like where the yeah. days have gone. I guess maybe the fact that we're like drowning in projects as as well, like kind of speeds up the process a little bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, goes by, it goes by really quickly. Mm -hmm. Even this week, yeah. I, this week for me has just like flown. <laughs> it was like, it was Thursday and I still hadn't sent you the questions. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's Thursday. Like where the hell is this week? I know it's crazy. It's so easy to like get away from you too. Cause you just like, you know, you put your head down, you're working and just kind of, I don't know, sometimes like even during thesis, um, are we recording right now for, for the podcast? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Um, I was going to say, even just for thesis, um, some of the days, like the days would just fly by, like weeks would be, you know, it's like, oh, we have, we have 14 weeks to do this thing. And then it's like, you know, reading week comes and then it's like week 10, week 11. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, like everything's happening so quickly, but yeah, yeah. It's a reading week, and then it just like goes by so quick. Oh, I know. That's the thing, right? Like leading up to reading week, it's like, you know, getting everything that like you know your initial you know design process and and getting everything where it needs to be, and then after reading week, that's when you like really have to buckle down and like you know mm. start making some serious progress. And it just you know you're working long days, obviously. Like you know yeah. you want to do your best on this on this project, and yeah, just put your head down and and work for these like 10, 12 hour days and you know, four months just zips by. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we've been hearing from other people that the big mistake is people aren't using their time wise in the like the first half yeah. of the semester or the first like yeah. three weeks. Yeah, They're kind of sure. just like relaxing and like <laughs> not taking yeah. time. Because <laughs> I think with a lot of people, and I know I used to, I used to be like this too, like time management was never something that I excelled in. Um, but I think like, obviously you guys know how it is. We have to like try to juggle so much and time management is like essential. Like it's one of like the mm -hmm. biggest factors. One of the biggest things that I've learned over the course of my three years is just to dedicate yourself and do your diligence. And I, I think at first everyone kind of does the same thing where like, you don't start working on something until you have to. Yeah. right and then mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like a kick in the butt where it's like okay now I actually have yeah. to do something you know what I mean so um that was definitely part of a big part of the learning curve for me yeah. um just going through school and like understanding the process and how it works and stuff but yeah, yeah I know a lot of people do it for sure procrastination <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah for sure have you guys um I guess it's, it's different now because I don't know if you guys would have I think it would have been a first year class but um did you guys have to like design like a children's book or anything in production one yeah 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 okay so that was paper all out of yeah. paper yeah yeah and I remember like 
I ended up like kind of, I don't know, getting into like a real sense of rhythm with that project just because it was so fun. Like I just really yeah. love that like hands-on work, yeah. I guess. And um, I know there was some people that literally started it the night before it was due. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, no, are you crazy? Me out. Like, this is so <laughs> crazy. Like this, I can't even, I can't even imagine. And you put yourself through it, right? Uh -huh, um, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's nobody else to blame, like, but yourself, like, know, why you're, yeah. why you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Like, you know, we could have started on this like two months ago, but, but and yeah, I feel like I that's, that's the worst part too, is that there's no one to blame except yourself mm -hmm. for like, not yeah. looking out for future years, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough lesson to learn, but I think everybody kind of has to go through that, you know, and and kind of deal with a little bit of anxiety and stressful moments because it kind of it's like it's a bit of a wake-up call right it's like I can't continue to do this like I'm not going to survive <laughs> better that you go through it during your first few years rather than your last exactly yeah for sure <laughs> yeah is there any like time management um like programs that you use I know a lot of people um they take advantage of the like online platforms to like plan their day do you do that? For sure. Um, I haven't honestly tapped into too many of the programs. Like it's it's they're probably like obviously so useful. I, I've used them like a little bit for kind of scheduling projects and and you know dedicating like a certain amount of time each day because that's kind of what you have to do with mm -hmm. when you're when you're dealing with with so many classes like like you guys are now. I'm sure um or will be like in, in third year. You have to kind of instead of like putting all your focus onto one project, it's like you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a couple hours of work for, you know, editorial work. And then it's, mm. you know, a, a couple hours here for information. You have to like, it, it's so easy to kind of get locked into the mindset and have Why? the blinders on to like, I'm gonna, I love this project. Like, I really love yeah. where this is going. This is all I want to work on. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, I have five other classes that I yeah. need to like dedicate time <laughs> to. Right. So I think, yeah, in that regard, I think that was a big learning moment for me too. It's like you almost have to, you know, set goals for what you want to achieve with a certain project each day, and then kind of and kind of move forward with that and move along with the other classes as well. Um, but to answer your question, I, I haven't really used a whole lot of the programs. I basically kind of just you know like have a schedule that I would write out like in my notebook, and that that mm -hmm. works for me. Like I I yeah. enjoy like actually like physically checking something off you yes. know what I mean it kind of <laughs> it kind of makes yeah it kind of just makes it's like that added level of accomplishment or you know um yeah, yeah it just it, it feels good for me and I know there's a lot of people that love to like you know type that stuff out or be organized um mm -hmm. on their on their computers but for me I think it just it's been working for me to just kind of have notes like a daily to-do list and then kind of yeah. check that off as I go and um and feel that sense of accomplishment through the day yeah, yeah, I definitely prefer that as well. I, I feel yeah. like I get overwhelmed in some like some programs and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just I prefer prefer the old fashioned way of just like writing things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's That's there's fine. obviously like we said, like there's like there's so many programs out there to like for scheduling yeah. and, you know, keeping track of things in, in our busy schedules but it's uh it works it's, it's different for everyone right so whatever works best for you I think that's kind of what you have to stick to and um find comfort in that and yeah I think for me it's just keeping those like physical to-do lists and and checking those off that works best for me so it's just kind of what I've been going with over the last yeah. couple of years yeah. sure. growing up my mom 
like every time I'd go to my mom and be like, I'm stressed, like, oh, I have so much to do. (laughs) She always says, did you make a list? <laughs> like, I wrote it down. Did you make a list? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like super old school, right? Because that's yeah. what I'm like. I think that's that's what I saw my mom like growing up. Like, my mom would always kind of keep that like physical, like even if it was just like a notepad with like scribbles around it. Like looking at it, I probably couldn't even make sense of it, right? But she could, and yeah, that's that's all that really matters, right? Like as long as you, it works for you and you can kind of keep track of what's going on. Like my my notebook is so chaotic like it's crazy I think if like anybody tried to look into my notebook um yeah you probably wouldn't figure out what's what's happening with it for sure I feel like that's that's most people because like even when you're like taking notes during meetings and like trying to write things down quick it's like you're writing it down in a way that like even going back after I'm like I have to like really cool. decipher it. I'm like, what do yeah. these three words mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I think I um like back when we were actually like at school. Um, I guess this was like more more first year, a little bit of second year. Um, we would have these like you know lectures where we would go and and sit in this auditorium for like an hour or two and then take notes and um that was obviously a big part of the class and and for me like I think I started off just kind of typing things out but I would retain like no information like I felt like I would leave these lectures and just be like like what did I just take in like it didn't really feel like I, I took in any information um so then I ended up switching to just like handwriting notes and obviously you're kind of like scattering like trying to to like you know keep track and um keep up to date with like what's happening with the lecture but for me that just like works so much better and I felt like I was able to retain information like so much easier doing it that way but again obviously everyone's just so different when it comes to that kind of stuff right so yeah whatever works Mm -hmm. yeah whatever works for you yeah exactly for sure Mm -hmm. So I've met you, Jonathan, virtually before. Yes, yes, <laughs> of course. You onboarded me uh, for the impact report for in. Yes. Um, yeah. But I was just thinking you could introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, who is yeah, Jonathan? We who like is to Jonathan? do. Yeah, we like to do this thing. It's called an elevator pitch. Okay. So if you were going into an el- elevator and you had to explain yourself to someone and you're only going up. Mm-hmm like 12 floors <laughs> what would what would uh, you say what would those things be that you'd say yeah for sure um big question it's like I feel like that's one of those questions where it's like who who am I as a person yeah. like what what do I want to like tell about myself um I guess yeah just this is probably the best way to start off um I'm Jonathan uh 27 I'm from the east coast so I was born and raised in Halifax Nova Scotia um Spent most of my life there. Ended up moving to Edmonton when I was 21, just to kind of get some real, real world experience and and get some life experience and and work a bunch of jobs that I ended up not liking whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I think uh, I, like I said before, recently graduated um, from George Brown's graphic design program um, today, actually, but three hours ago so <laughs> pretty exciting Yay. yeah it's still pretty fresh but um <laughs> definitely a good feeling so rewarding um, um I'm excited for you guys to go through that same process it's, it's such an amazing feeling just to kind of reflect back and and see what you've accomplished over the last three years but um lover of of travel um family and 
typography is a is a big passion of mine as well. Um, I am currently working uh, for a New York-based kitchenware company um, called Made by Gather. Um, I'm doing work out of their um, out of their office in Montreal. Obviously, not in the physical space, just just online here in Toronto still. But um, it's pretty exciting. I started with them three weeks ago, um, so that's been that's been really nice. Especially, obviously, since just graduating, your your knees are a little shaky trying to figure out what's what, yeah. what's coming next and what the next steps are for you. But um, yeah, really excited about that opportunity, and that's been that's been a really great experience for me so far. Um, I guess more, more of explaining like kind of who I am as a designer, um, definitely a perfectionist, um, a blessing and a curse. That is <laughs> one of those things <laughs> I'm sure you, know, you guys maybe have experienced this and, and there's some, some yeah. listeners that uh, would describe themselves as a perfectionist as well. It, it kind of gets in the way sometimes, but, um, something that, you know, you kind of, you, you take with you, um, along the ride and just try to understand where you can be a perfectionist and where you have to kind of just get things done i guess mm-hmm. um but yeah just just a super hardworking person i think that's something that i really pride myself on uh, again just being detail oriented um someone who loves designing uh, for intent and for good purpose um and then my passions within the design sector would be uh, brand identity editorial work and uh, wayfinding as a big passion of, of mine as well that's amazing. Yeah, yeah um, so that's me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, journey been like with design? Is it something that you've always been interested in or is it new? Yeah, so for me, um, a bit of a, a unique journey, I guess, if you will. Um, like I said before, I, I ended up moving to Edmonton um, just to pursue some, some real world experience and mm-hmm. to work like a full time job kind of. That's kind of what I felt like I needed to do at that time in my life. Um, had some, you know, I was I was creatively uh, inclined. Like I was definitely more into expressing myself creatively. I guess when I was younger, like through junior high and high school, um, did a lot of like drawing and painting, some pretty like you know standard mediums, um, and then got into photography a little bit after that, a little bit after high school. Um, but for me, I think like moving to Edmonton and, and working, you know, in a blue collar city and, and working a lot of jobs that I just just had no business doing. I just really yeah. didn't didn't want to do them, you know, waking up and, and going to work at 530 and minus yeah. 40 degree weather in the wintertime. Oh, yeah, that um, just gave me a would... shiver. That just gave me a shiver. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm having like like war flashbacks right now, just thinking about it because like it, it's not something I would ever wish upon anyone. You know, it was no. it definitely it wasn't for me, and I kind of knew that at the very beginning. Um, but for me, I kind of looked at that as part of the process, I think, and I, I really did try to look at it, you know, from an optimistic standpoint and. I was making, you know, I was making pretty good money at the time and I was able to like travel from that money, which was, you know, experience, like priceless experience for me. Um, But it also kind of, it it motivated me to start thinking about things that I was passionate about. Um, And obviously expressing myself creatively was one of those things. Um, Communication, problem solving, those were other things that I that I kind of thought that I excelled in, I guess, to a degree at that time in my life. And 
um, yeah, I think just, just waking up and doing something that I really didn't want to do for a few years, just really pushed me into thinking to see what else is out there. Um, so I started, you know, looking at different types of programs and, and stumbled across graphic design. Um, didn't know a whole, lo a whole lot about the, about the program and like what the description of what the job would entail, I guess, but, um, like simple form, you know, communication, problem solving, you know, having that creative, um, aspect, um, as like for me as a person, I think that was just things that really aligned with who I was and um, just so happy that I ended up, you know, getting accepted to to George Brown with a very mediocre portfolio, a very <laughs> mediocre portfolio. I looked at it. I looked at it a, a few weeks ago, actually, um, yeah. after well, I guess like right after I graduated. So it was a little bit longer than that. But um, I was like, oh, my God, like George Brown actually accepted yeah. me with this portfolio. <laughs> the same feeling when I looked at mine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a whole lot there, really. Like I said, yeah. I kind of had like some photography in there, like a couple sketches to like show my process of like a couple really, really rough logos. Um, and then like, yeah, some drawings, some paintings, like that was basically it. And fortunately they, they let me into the program and, and the rest is history, I guess. It just never really looked back. And um, I guess for me, just, yeah, I think my journey um, to a design centered education, it definitely a little bit more of a unique type of setup, but just so happy that I was able to, you know, find something that I was passionate about, something that motivated me and something that I just, I can honestly say that I love to do every day. So um, I know there's not a whole lot of people uh, that can say that. So I just yeah. feel so grateful for for being able to and um, just so happy to to be where I am right now. Oh, for sure. Amazing. I feel like yeah. you have to go through that like <laughs> shitty job that you just like hate going to every day to really for find sure. something that you Yeah, love. yeah, exactly. And I know like a lot of the people that I graduated with, um, like I, I didn't really know if I was going to be like that old person in my program. Yeah. It's like I came in at like I was like 24 and like I was just thinking that there was going to be a lot of people like fresh out of high school, like 18, yeah. 19 year olds. And I was like, like, I wonder how you know, easy this transition is going to be for me. Um, come to find out like that feeling was basically gone after the first day after I met some people in my program. Yeah. There was a lot of people you know, around the same age as me, maybe a little bit younger, but there was definitely people that were older than me. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like such a good feeling because I, I really wasn't sure what it was going to be like. Uh, and I'm sure it would have been fine. Like someone, mm -hmm. someone has to be the oldest student in the program. <laughs> right? but, but for me, it was just like, it was really comforting knowing that I think, you know, within the, within the like creative industry, it's, it's one of those things that like, isn't really promoted, you know, from a lot of like parents, you know, it's, it's yeah. categorized as like a riskier, um, you know, industry to, to be involved in or to get involved in. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm just like so happy to, to know that I was able to make that transition. And, um, you know, you're never, you're never too old to like go back to school and get an education and, and pursue what you're passionate about like don't let anybody ever tell you that you know you're too old or that you you can't do that because that's just not the case you know like mm -hmm. i even though i'm graduated now um you know it's like i would love to go back to school eventually and like you know 
um, you know, never stop learning. I think that's um, just such a big thing for me is just continuing to, to push yourself and challenge yourself and, and to get better in any industry that you work in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so much important. Yeah, there's so much to learn. And it's good to always like just keep yourself on your feet and just always like have that option to go back to school or just learn something new. Yeah, of course. I think there's just like a bit of a stigma around like, yeah, oh, you know, you're, you're like an, you know, you're, uh, you're 25, you're 26 years old, like you're too old to go back to school. stick, Stick with what you're doing now. And it's like, you know, if it's not, no. if it's not fulfilling your, you know, what you want out of life, then don't let anybody tell you that, you know, you're too old for, yeah. for school. Like that's, that yeah. just sounds so ridiculous, but that was something that I had thought about. Right. And now like looking back three years later, it's like, I can't even believe I was, I was, I had that mindset, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just like so happy I made that decision. And even financially, especially in Ontario, mature students, like going back to school, the government, like OSAP basically yeah. <laughs> gives you a free ride. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Which, like, yeah, which is great. Back to school. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love how that's like promoted. Right. Because it's like, I feel like it's, it's a little bit different nowadays too. Like, I feel like there's starting to be a little bit more of a shift to um, you know, getting involved in, in types of professions like graphic mm-hmm. design or, or like things that maybe 10 years ago were considered a little bit more of a riskier option. Um, I do feel like there's a lot more people going after what they want yeah. um, when it comes to education, when it comes to, you know, what they do um, every day for a career, which is like so amazing. Like, I'm so happy that that's like finally starting to to shift yeah. a little bit. Um, maybe so, it's yeah. because like we're from a generation that saw our parents like mm-hmm. suffer in jobs that they hated just to like yeah, I, just to make you know yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you know like I say that I went to to Edmonton to work that was um, something that I faced with my dad like when I was growing up um, he had to go away for like what he was doing, um, for work. He, he was a welder. He like, you know, just like a blue collar, hardworking guy, just like you know, basically wanted to do anything to support us. Um, but I know like there's, there's obviously like so many complications. There's so many challenges that comes with that. Like, you know, him and my mom, amazingly, like they're still together, which is like so incredible. Um, and I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for that um but it's hard you know like it's it's hard to be away from family and that's like one of the things that a lot of people sacrifice you know in order to do is is Mm -hmm. to to work away and you know put food on the table like it's it's so cliche but it's you know it's it's what a lot of people are faced with and um that that's just something that I knew I I knew that I didn't want that and I knew that he did that because he had to, but I knew that I was going to try to do anything that I could to kind of set myself up for, for success and, and just to, just to be around, you know, cause it was obviously really difficult to, to have him working away, but mm-hmm. um, he did what he had to do. And um, I respect that like so much, but I just yeah. knew that I knew that there was other options and there's other things that you can do to apply yourself and, and, you know, to not have to do that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I'm just really, really fortunate it worked out for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, We're glad sure. that it worked out for you as well. Yes, yeah, here you, you are, graduated, freshly uh... graduated, <laughs> and have a job within the design industry, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and I loved your thesis, uh, Bandmate. I saw it yes. on the website. Thank very you. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, it came together pretty nicely. I was happy with it for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Did Did you want me to like go into that or? Yeah, we want to hear yeah. all about your process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, for sure. We're trying to prepare ourselves for, <laughs> for third year, and we're yeah. just taking, we're taking advantage of interviewing uh, no. students because we're yeah. like, get all let's in. get this right. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. No, that's like the best thing that you can do, honestly, is listen to people that like have already done it. Um, but yeah, for for me, for thesis. Um, I ended up coming up with a working prototype, so mobile application. That was my primary deliverable. Um, it was called Bandmate, like you said. Um, and Bandmate basically focuses on creating a musician-specific networking platform uh, that inspires artists to connect to other musicians easier and more efficiently than the music industry does now. Um, so yeah, like I said, my primary deliverable was a working prototype um, and just what that what that platform basically did was put people in contact with others who they might not have ever met in person if it wasn't for that platform creating the initial connection. Mm -hmm. um, so you're able to kind of filter what you're looking for, I guess, like as an artist or as a as a band, as a group, it depends on like the situation that you're in, um, but basically you're able to kind of filter out um, different artists around you like near or far it could be in the same city it could be you know on the other side of canada if you're planning on traveling um but you're able to like basically filter out people based on like experience um commitment level so if say if you wanted to you know just work at you know just play some music like two times out of the week or just on the weekends you know that was something that you could filter out and then um, just what your career goals are with music um, there was also some other features within the application. So we had um, a buy and sell feature on the platform as well, um, resources for, for music lessons and um, also like a fix and repair resource uh, platform as well. Um, cool. So not only would that, yeah, not only would that link you up with, with businesses like around the city that do this, you know, professionally, but it would also put you in contact with people that maybe like, you know, fix or, or tune up guitars on the side, like as a hobby, just as like a cheaper option, basically. So I was trying to, obviously independent artists, um, that was like my main target here. And um, it, it's very widely known that a lot of independent artists don't really make the most financially. So for me, it was a matter of finding different solutions um, that help these artists, you know, find the resources that they need at at a, a cost efficient again in a cost efficient way um yeah. but yeah um as a secondary deliverable i ended up doing a six-part poster series um just for like mm -hmm. added promotion so an added promotional mm -hmm. level um and those would be found um throughout each city and at participating venues and events um so that was like more or less kind of just like the simplified version of of what exactly the platform does um for me it, it kind of started um like a second year like right after right after the holidays I, I i you know i knew thesis was like coming even though it was like basically yeah. a year away at that time um but you're thinking about it right it's like in the back of your head mm -hmm. um 
and my partner actually she is um she's a musician she she plays in a band um, they're actually really really successful in toronto uh spring colors if you guys spring are colors. looking to uh to find some new music yeah um yeah. i'll be the, i'll be the plug on this one she'll probably be laughing <laughs> about this later but um <laughs> yeah, spring colors sure. on spotify um yeah what type of music is it it's it's kind of a mashup it's um they they just dropped this like like electronic like game version of an album they released like last year um but yeah really really cool really um creative um type of music it's hard to explain exactly what type of genre i guess you'd probably be able to do a better job at explaining than i would but she plays the drums and um at at the time this is like when we first started uh getting to know each other um one of her bandmates bandmate (laughs) (laughs) um actually moved to vancouver their bass guitar player and she was in a position where she was like like the only way that she was able to look for other musicians in the city was was word of mouth and was through like networking like her inner Mm -hmm. social circle um so that's a, a lot of the way that independent musicians you know kind of communicate and and get connected with each other is through word of mouth so when i heard that and i, I realized that she was like having like facing your own challenges like looking for for somebody to bring into her band i i saw an opportunity there and that's it's kind of one of those things that um i'm always like always trying to look for like different opportunities that can be that can be bettered right like as a designer I think that's that's one of those things that you kind of have to be always thinking about um but for me I was like oh there's like there's such an opportunity out there like how is there nothing in place right now that like puts these like recreational musicians like in touch with each other um so that's kind of where the idea started um and then yeah it just kind of sparked from there and um ended up rolling with that um into design research which Mm -hmm. is basically the class you'll be taking before thesis um and yeah just kind of just kind of went with it and um you don't really have the opportunity very much in life to work on something for eight months um you know day in and day out and i'm just like i'm so happy that i was able to dedicate that amount of time to it and really just like make it into a real thing almost um mm-hmm. really exciting and really rewarding so yeah I love it it's everything about it is super useful like I had back home I had a whole bunch of friends that were in like the gig community mm-hmm. and they would be like touring like around small town Ontario and yeah. they would be in the town and they like broke their guitar like broke a string not a string but like had some technical issues and they had to like search for like a good place in this town that they know nothing about and yeah right and it just like yeah mm -hmm. it just kind of like just kind of makes sense and i I definitely saw an opportunity there um there's also it's worth noting there's um like discussion boards and stuff as well so once you're once you like connect with somebody on the platform you're able to um, message them privately mm-hmm. um, but then there's also discussion boards as well so you know if we were a group of musicians that didn't know each other and there was an event coming up in Toronto say um, you know there'd be different discussion boards for each event or like different types of events happening in the city and then you could kind of you know join those discussion boards find out more information and then that's like an added level of connection as well so 
yeah, I tried to, I tried to think about everything. It's, it's obviously difficult because you don't have, I mean, eight months with design research. Um, it seems like a long, like a long period of time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But once you, once you get into it, you realize that you kind of have to pick and choose like mm-hmm. the different types of things that you focus on because it's, it could be such a massive project, right? Yeah. Where like a team of people would be working on this like application or something. Um, but you, you don't want to like bite off more than you can chew because you are only one person and you kind of yeah. have to go easy on yourself a little bit. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it came together pretty nicely. Really, really happy with, with how it came together. And um, it's, it's nice now that I can like reflect back and, and look at it because throughout the whole semester, it's, you're not really looking, looking. at it as a whole, you're looking yeah. at it like section by section. And then yeah. like, you know, I took obviously I didn't look at anything for like the first few weeks oh, yeah. after yeah. after finishing, like, which I, I felt like yeah, I needed that for my mental health and well being. Sure. I think, but once I was able to to kind of come back and like reflect upon um, this project, it was just it was just so cool to like see how, what what you're capable of doing. Um, yeah, and I'm so excited to see like what you guys are able to do next year. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. <laughs> scared as well <laughs> yeah it's it, it's definitely like there's going to be challenging times there's going to be long days there might even be a couple of sleepless nights um but when you're all like when you're finished it's it's literally like the most rewarding feeling ever and um yeah. a lot of people go into it you know feeling nervous which is like totally normal um but you kind of just have to like embrace it and just understand that like you're creating something you're you're coming up with with something from scratch and it's just yeah. so incredibly rewarding looking back on that and seeing what you're capable of doing yeah who did you have uh as your teacher for thesis so i had jen okay jen oh, nice. masters okay. yeah yeah which yeah. was great because i was working with her for the for the end store obviously and then yeah. um yeah we we built up you know a, a bit of a report there and and just like you know get comfortable working with each other and you know she just is so amazing with like giving feedback and yeah um and just helping my my project get to to where it was um but it was definitely nice to have that um connection at the end store and then like bringing that into thesis it was definitely yeah, like yeah. A, a really nice transition for me mm-hmm. for sure. so how did you find receiving like critique from jen was there some things did you find it hard what am I trying to say? <laughs> when so when she's giving feedback, mm-hmm. did you take all of her advice, or was it? Did you pick and choose the things? Because at the end of the day, it's like your project and exactly like your passion project. Yeah. And when did you decide to not take her advice and kind of be like, no, I think it's mm-hmm. right this way. Or, yeah, I think like Jen was like really conscious about that too. Like she was really conscious about the fact that like this is your project and that you should make those decisions based off like what you know as a designer and what we've learned over the last three years. Um, she was there for support. She was obviously there. Like she's so helpful and and her feedback is great. Um, so I think it's just a matter of like. I think it was a big learning curve for me because I was obviously, you know, working from home was was an added layer of this, but being confident in the design, the design decisions that you're making, um, you know, what when you're in school, when you're when you're physically in school and, and in person and you're working next to your peers and your friends and stuff, um, you're so heavily influenced, obviously, right? Because yeah. like they're looking at your project and you know, it, it's like so great. I miss that aspect yeah. so much, the collaboration. And I'm sure so you guys much. do too. 
because um, that's like such a big part of design, right? Um, but I think for me, it was, yeah, it was, our, it was our last project and it was just, it was kind of nice to be able to just take it and run with it and, and make those design decisions basically like for the most part by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't really talking to too many people about it. Obviously all my friends were like really focusing on their own projects and stuff and get a little bit of insight, you know, from them when I talked mm -hmm. to them a little bit, but yeah, with, with Jen, I think she did such a good job with, you know, like, oh, like maybe think about this or um, maybe this could could change up. Or I, I feel like over time, you kind of, again, get the blinders on a little bit when it comes to like designing such a big project. Yeah. And it's really nice to, to get like someone like her, like a professional set of eyes just to look over and be like, oh, maybe you could like tweak that a little bit or or you know try this with your with your duotone images and you know oh maybe this could be full bleed like little things like that where yeah. like small details sometimes sometimes they're like you know larger pieces of advice obviously but i think it's just a matter of of being able to be a coachable person i think that's like another um, big asset uh, to being a designer is being able to take feedback and understand like okay maybe i'm not maybe this isn't the best solution that I came up with, right? Like maybe there are better solutions out there. And I think, you know, as students, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect, right? Yeah. It's like, I, I tried to keep reminding myself, okay, I, like I'm only doing, I've only been doing this for a few years, right? Mm -hmm. But I think naturally, um, yeah, as designers and just as people, we want to do the best job that we can do right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and that's not always the case, right? Like we're, we're always learning and design is one of those things that like can constantly be improved. And I think it's just a matter of being able to take feedback, be a coachable person and understand that like there are other solutions out there and that maybe it's, maybe it's time to think about like a different way that you can go with this part of the project or with this, you know, with your photography or with your typography, like you can, there is little things that you can change to make better, right? And I think yeah. you just have to understand how to take feedback. I think that's such a big part of it. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like um, finishing your education online this year? <laughs> it was obviously challenging. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's been it's been so challenging you know, for everyone over the last year and a half. Um and you know studying online is just an added you know it's just another sector another layer of of those challenges that people are experiencing right now um so we ended up in my second year things kind of got shut down with three weeks left in the second semester it was like yeah i think there's three weeks three weeks left in yeah. the year so obviously that was a very confusing time for everyone because nobody mm -hmm. was prepared for it right mm -hmm. um but luckily at that time like you're basically working on your last project, like you're yeah. kind of wrapping things up. So I didn't, I didn't notice it too, too much. And I think at that point I was like so naive to thinking that like, okay, well, things are going to be in person again in September. So like, yeah. Yeah. we're not even going to be this affected It's just like this. a two week break and we're going to be right? fine three like weeks. I can't, yeah. Like that was a thought of mine actually. Yeah, like, it was like, yeah. oh, like maybe we'll get back to school like before the end of the semester. Like what yeah. was I thinking? Like here it is a year and a half later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, obviously there's there is some challenges that, that come from it, and I think like we were talking about before, collaboration's a, a big part of that, and being able to 
bounce ideas back and forth and, and, and feed off each other. And especially when, you know, say if you're working together on a project, um, it's just, some things just can't be replicated. And I know there's so many different programs and platforms out there that have been introduced over the last year and a half, um, that help us with these situations. But I think it's just one of those things that just can't be, can't be replicated is, is being face-to-face and being in person and, you know, asking questions and having them answered, you know, maybe a couple minutes later instead of waiting for an email or waiting for a response. Cause you know, our profs, our, our teachers, like, you know, you know, that they were being like, they were basically swimming in emails for the last like yeah. year. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. difficult on them too. Right. Yeah. Um, it's difficult on everyone. Um, and I think, yeah, collaboration and just, just feedback. I think those were like the two biggest things for me that were, that were like the most challenging. So we like, I think we do a lot of our, we do a lot of our work, you know, either from home or on our laptops, you know, remotely. That's one of the things, the great things about this industry is that we can kind of work from wherever, which is, you know, amazing. Um, But yeah, as far as like just being in person, um, those are the things that I really struggled with at first. Um, And then I think over time, it's just a matter of like, again, just, just thinking positively about the situation or trying to like I know it's uh, like you know really scary times and it was it was so challenging for so many people um but just yeah just being optimistic about it um and I think honestly I think there was a lot of good that came out of the pandemic when it comes to you know the platforms and programs that were developed um you know really thinking about accessibility and Mm -hmm. um those type of things were like we weren't really forced into thinking about before the pandemic and I think um it's changed a lot I mean it's completely flipped the world upside down from what we knew it before so Mm -hmm. um in that in that way I like to I like to look at the positives and um as designers I think we we have to be adaptable as well Mm -hmm. and and trying to learn from every situation and I think this was just I guess if you will like another one of those situations where we just had to learn from and just had Mm -hmm. to you know try to better what we have in place already so yeah come on stronger yeah Yeah, Yeah, for sure and we're almost like lucky having this experience of like working online and Mm -hmm. collaborating online during school because it the design world as we know it is is probably going to shift to a a remote or like part-time remote yeah yeah exactly I was yeah, I've had like uh, I've got in touch with like a couple um, senior designers and and some mentors that I met through George Brown and and um, a couple of them like run their own studios in the city, and that's kind of what they were saying too. They were saying like I think we're shifting more towards like like a part time like in studio kind of setup where you know maybe Monday and Friday you're in the studio, so you get to mm-hmm. start the week off in the studio, like kind of figure out what you're doing for the week. Mm-hmm. and they could kind of come back and and reconnect to end the week on Friday so I know there's going to be different types of setups for everyone but yeah yeah it's one of those industries I guess where we're kind of you know we're kind of lucky that we didn't really get impacted by it that yeah. much right mm-hmm. um yeah. so in that way I think like like you said Emma I think we're, we're, we're lucky when it comes to that kind of stuff too right so yeah 
Yeah. And I yeah. feel like looking at those positives is the only way to get through it. <laughs> move yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah, move forward. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's, I mean, it's obviously really easy to focus on the negatives, but yeah. um, that's not really, it's not really going to do much for you, right? Like you, you have to kind of take the hand that you're, that you're given. In this case, it was a hand that was dealt to everyone. Um, and it's just making the most of that and, and doing the best that you can in that situation. And I think that's very reflective of, of what design is as well, right? Is, is be given a, a challenge or a problem and then, you know, coming up with, with something that, that betters that situation for everyone. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, we want to talk to you about your job finding experience, your how you got employed so quickly after graduating. <laughs> Tell us like we've heard from other people that it's like it's a it's a job, like it's a job finding a job after yeah. you graduate. Yeah, and basically. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah, of course, I'd love to. Um, so yeah, so as you said, I, I definitely was was fortunate and lucky that I was able to find something um, like after graduation. Um, so I did my internship with the Italian Contemporary Film Festival, which is actually happening at Ontario Place right now. Um, oh, wow. they're, they're doing like a drive-in setup this year because of the pandemic, obviously, um, but really cool. Um, they're presenting films, like international films um, from countries that were affected most by the pandemic. Um, and like I said, it's a drive-in, which is like really cool. So um, I ended up doing my internship with them. I started in January, um, wow. was doing some stuff for social media um, and a lot of like, you know, signage and different types of, of wayfinding for uh, the lead up of this film festival. So but you were doing I mean, that during your thesis? Yeah. So it was, yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Except, yeah it's it sounds a little crazy luckily like when you're in your last semester you have like thesis for me i had my thesis like a general elective um which was delivered asynchronously so i could basically like it was kind of like a module that i could do anytime throughout the week um and then i had my internship so it was just like yes it sounds like a lot and i guess it was a lot too but um when you when i only had like three things to juggle it, it seemed a lot less chaotic than like trying to juggle six classes obviously um but then thesis like you almost have to dedicate two classes worth to like your thesis project it can be a lot um but luckily a lot of the work that i did for them happened like near the end of graduation or like near the end of like my semester um so basically we were you know given like pieces like okay so let me explain better. Yes, um, we were designing a magazine for this film festival. So it's basically like, a, I think it was like 150 pages long, basically like promoting these films that were gonna be at the film festival, all the sponsors, like about the film festival. Um, yeah, it was like 150 pages or something. And I think at the very beginning, January, February was, luckily for me, it was a little bit slow. Mm -hmm. um, and then March, April kind of picked up a little bit um but like i said i think most of the work that i ended up doing for them happened after i graduated or after i finished my semester which i was like very fortunate and very lucky that it happened that way because i was 
drowning in thesis, basically. Um, (laughs) Not to intimidate you um, about thesis or anything, but... Not at all. But yeah, I was doing it basically at the same time and um, just such a good experience. I actually ended up going into the studio. Their their office is in Yorkville. Um, So I was was working like in the physical space for like a month and a half, which was like so refreshing and like we didn't have a lot of people in the in the office obviously it was just people that had to be there um but it was just so nice to have that like physical contact and like yeah talking like socializing with people (laughs) the first couple weeks I was like how do I do this like how do I talk to people (laughs) but uh yeah it just um I think I guess with the question that you guys are asking me um finding finding jobs after graduating yeah it's it's daunting it it definitely can be challenging and I'm like still kind of in the process of doing that um but you will go through a class in professional practice in first semester of third year um and that really like it really prepared me for what what was coming next um so whether that be you know a Behance profile having your resume um you know your portfolio like you know basically what we had was like a we were listing like five projects in detail and like having your your images or like your mock-ups and what that you know came to be in your process so having that as part of like a short portfolio and then you know starting work on your on your website things like that right obviously linkedin is another great um platform another great resource for for finding jobs and i would just really um just promote doing those things and making sure that you're kind of on top of it like even if you don't have a like a website on the go right now like doing the things that you can um in the situation that you are like you know just being second years you can you obviously like start to put your portfolio together and just you're not gonna have a whole lot of time to work on it throughout the throughout the semesters but when you do have time to work on it like make sure you focus on that kind of stuff um and just just be ready you know i think be confident in what you can do what you can bring to the table um and and having that stuff um like ready for for you know job interviews or even just reaching out and connecting to people um or connecting with people um just make sure you do that you know like really stay on top of it make your connections um you know there's there's so many good resources um, that you can tap into online. Again, LinkedIn is like a really really good one. Um, just creating your profile and and reaching out and and trying to, you know, if there's a senior designer that you look up to or a, a studio that you look up to in the city, like there's a lot of senior designers that are so great with giving feedback and don't be afraid to reach out and and send a message because a lot of the time they will like you won't think that they that they're going to get back to you but a lot of the time they do because they were in the same situation as us before right and they understand how difficult it can be to to kind of put yourself out there and and find stuff in your industry but there's so many resources and there's so many people that are willing to to help out when it comes to that just you know don't be afraid to to you know stick your head out there and and you know reach out to somebody that either inspires you or you know has done it before because that's the best way to to learn more about it is to talk to somebody that's done it already mm-hmm. right and just try to just try to learn from them as much as you can yeah definitely yeah. that's good advice yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you do that did you reach out to um studios that you looked up to 
Yeah. So again, in, in professional practice, they kind of uh, they set you up with a mentor, which is like which is oh. really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you basically have I think it was like two meetings that I ended up having um, with Wendy Gray of Gravity Inc. And they do some really really cool stuff. Um, most of it for nonprofit. I think I might actually be mistaken. I think all all of the projects that they do um, are for nonprofit, which is like so amazing. Um, but luckily, like for me, I was able to have two like hour two hour conversations with her, um, and she was just again like so helpful. Um, yeah. And a lot of these senior designers are right. Like she was mm-hmm. just she really you know spoke some 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 really insightful like words of advice to me and and just like preparing me for what's coming and um even just assuring me like we we went through my portfolio and she was just saying like oh you know like this looks this looks great like maybe try to include like a couple more mock-ups here or have you thought about this like it's so nice to get a fresh set of eyes too mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. you know Always. Yeah, like uh, like your friends like are like such a you know good way to 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 kind of get advice and your professors, your teachers, um, yeah. but just having having somebody, especially like a third her, person, yeah, exactly uh, having somebody like who's you know she's been she's been you know involved in the design industry industry for like twenty five years and yeah. it's like you know she she knows the ins and outs of of what makes a difference and what separates you um, from the rest, right? And I think that's just exactly what I would um tell all of you that are listening right now is just uh don't be afraid to to reach out and and connect with these people and and just you know send a message and you know the worst that can happen is that they don't answer right as as long as you're putting yourself out there for success Mm -hmm. um set yourself up for success and and put it out there in the universe and and it will happen so what is it about design that you love or the few things about design that you love, if you can yeah. pinpoint what they are. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll see if I can pinpoint it. Um, yeah, it, it, it means so much to me just because of just because of my background and, and kind of, you know, now that I'm doing something that I love to do every day, um, it's hard to look at life any other way, you know. Design for me, yeah. design for me, just like having communication um and and creative integrity just like come together and and create something not only beautiful but something that is like generally useful for for these users for these for the customers like whatever project that you're working on whatever your target audience is creating something that that matters and makes a difference is just something that like it gives me such great sense of purpose and that was something that i've never really had with work before leading up to design and for that um i think it's like it's just completely changed the way that i see the world and like yeah. i know that sounds so cliche but just even walking through the streets and like you, you see it everywhere right like yeah like i remember like when i really f- first started getting like really feeling that passion for design I just like walk through the streets with my friends and just like stop and be like hmm like what could be better about this <laughs> yeah, you know like God. yeah okay. like it, it was just all so new and it was so exciting yeah. and it was just um yeah I think just seeing it everywhere um uh, and just like understanding the impact that you can have with design um it's like definitely one thing that I just I just love about it 
Um, and then the collaboration aspect of it as well. Obviously, we're we don't really get a sense of that right now. Yeah. Fingers fingers crossed. Hopefully, better times are ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but I think yeah, collaboration is just another thing that is just such a it's such an amazing thing when you can get together with like a group of people working on the same project Mm -hmm. and you know you just hit that groove where it's just like things happen it's like (laughs) it's like magic right it's just like it Mm -hmm. just happens right and I'm sure you guys have experienced it with with projects where like oh you're, you're stuck on something for like a little bit and then you know you start working at it working at it and figuring out like you know what doesn't work and then that like really you know launches you into the avenue of things that do work Mm-hmm. and uh working with a team of people that that are focused on the same uh end goal is just like yeah. i don't know i i've i've done it like obviously with group projects um george brown did an international charrette um in my second year um at the school which was really amazing so you work yeah. with you know architects and design managers and ux designers um all working on the same end goal um which was so incredible i did and I did one earlier in that year um, in Copenhagen, um, which was really cool. Oh, you went to that? Yeah. Amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was incredible. Um, same kind of thing. We kind of we work with architects and um, different like like people of different skill sets, and we were focusing on uh, on smart cities um, and what exactly you know that means, and you know coming up with with a solution for that sort of thing um, for the city of Copenhagen was. Uh, just so cool. It was amazing. It was such an incredible experience. That's amazing. Yeah. That. Do you guys, I've had it a couple times when uh, you have like a family member and they're like, oh, what do you do? And say, <laughs> Gra- oh, I'm a graphic designer. And they kind of, they sit there and they're like, yeah. And they recognize that? that word. They know, yeah. oh, they know graphic designer. That's a thing. And then they're like, mm-hmm. So so, what do you actually do? Yeah. Like like, what do you what do you do for money? Like yeah yeah <laughs> um, uh, yeah yeah. I think especially, I think yeah. Like I, my my parents' generation, it's definitely one of like I guess graphic design was definitely a thing back then, but it wasn't really what it was today. No, um, and that was like one of the things that I kind of that a lot of people had to go through, not just me. Um, I remember like the day that I kind of made the decision to go to school for graphic design, you're just kind of met with like, okay, well, like, is that a safe option for you? Like, is there a lot of job opportunities? Um, You know, and I think it's one of those things that you kind of, if you know what's right for you, you have to, you obviously have to go forward with it no matter what. But explaining that to friends and family sometimes can be like... The most challenging, yeah. yeah, it can be tricky. It can be tricky. But a um, lot of people don't realize that graphic design is literally everywhere. everything yeah. that you're everything. surrounded by, everything exactly. that you're yeah. absorbing, all the mm-hmm. media, all the from packaging to advertisements to. So it's yeah, like everything. harder to explain. So you're like, it oh, it's kind of everywhere. So <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely it definitely can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, if you're in a situation where, you know, you're, you're met with that kind of response, a lot of the times they're looking out for you. Right. And I think obviously that's what it was in my situation anyway. Like I know my, my parents and my family, like they, they just wanted the best for me and they're just, yeah. 
obviously, you know, not extremely well educated on what graphic design is and, yeah. and what that in, entails, which is fair enough. Like I said, like it wasn't, you know, really like a mainstream thing to be involved mm-hmm. in, you know, 30, 40 years ago, right? right. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if you know it's, if it's something for you, then you just have to, you just have to go, go for it full tilt put your head down work. And then, you know, for, for me, it was a a lot of like, just showing them what it is, you know, like, you know, coming up with a project or or working on something that you're like really excited about and then being able to show them and then, you know, explaining like, Oh yeah, like I I did this, you know, like this is something that I came up with. And I I think that that helps, that helps your case a little bit too, but yeah, it definitely can be challenging. That was something that I, I definitely dealt with firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if you're in the position where you think that is, again, something for you and uh, an avenue uh, that you want to, that you want to go down, um, you know, it's, it's your life and, and you really just have to like take, take accountability for that and um, make those decisions for you and, mm-hmm. and no one else. Right. For sure. Yeah. Just do yeah. it. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Amazing. Um, so yeah. what do you do? Uh, what do you do when you have to deal with roadblocks when it comes to creativity and on the mm-hmm. days where you just don't feel as inspired? There's definitely God, days you... like that. There's definitely yeah. days like that for sure. Um, I think it's it's tough because, you know, working in a creative industry, you put the pressure on yourself to like come up with something new every day you know and that's it's really difficult like it's it's challenging to do that like sometimes your brain just doesn't produce you know good ideas and that's like totally (laughs) normal like it's it's a lot to ask of yourself to like come up with something you know so beautiful day in and day out and something that works not only that it you know it's aesthetically pleasing but something that you know works and makes sense Mm -hmm. um it can be challenging it can be really challenging um but I think like, as we talked about before, like design is everywhere. Yeah. Um, and you just have to do your best to, to, you know, get connected with the inspiration, whatever inspires you. Like I know for me, you know, taking these walks around the city, you know, looking at even architecture or, you know, a color palette of like, you know, like a, a t-shirt or like a poster, yeah. or, like anything that you walk by, like, there's inspiration everywhere and it doesn't have to be directly related to graphic design, you know, like say if there's like a, you know, like a beautiful sunset or something happening like you can kind of take like, take a picture of it and, you know, try to come up with like a color palette out of that or something, you know, like, yeah. don't, don't be afraid to, to find inspiration everywhere you go. And I think that for me, is something that I really try to, I try to do when I'm feeling that way. Like, get outside, take a walk and, and, and just look around because there's, there's so much inspiration to be found out there. Yeah. Um, also like, you know, like the websites that are out there, you know, you have, you have like Dribbble, Behance, Pinterest, like there's so, and that's like, that's just like the big ones in my mind anyway, but there's yeah. so many, like there's like hundreds of thousands of different types of websites where you can just kind of like, you know, browse through, find some inspiration um and you know whatever works for you and if it's not working then switch it up and, and yeah. try to find some inspiration and in, in different avenues of your life as well um because i guarantee you like if, if you stop and look around you'll like really start you know noticing that design is all around you right mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's everywhere. Sure. It is. Everywhere. I think you realize that more, or we have realized that more because of quarantine when you think, because when we would go out every day, we would see things. But then when we were mm-hmm. at home, we were like, okay, I need to go out to look at new things and be inspired. Because at home, you're looking at the same wall, like day to day. I know, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But even, you know, like, depending on what kind of project you're working on, yeah. um, like pick up pick up a magazine, pick up a book, yeah. see, how mm-hmm. things, see how things have already been designed. And don't be afraid to like, I mean, obviously don't like copy it, like, like element for element, but like, you know, find inspiration, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. that's what it's out there for. And, um, you know, I think there's, there's so much out there for us to look at and to find inspiration in. Um, We just have to like, like, you just have to, you have to want to, to find that inspiration, you know, and, and, you know, be committed to, um, to growing as a designer and, and looking for things that will help, you know, better you in the situation that you're in, whether you're designing a project or, 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 you know, whatever you're working on, there's so much inspiration out there. And, and I think you just have to start paying attention a little bit more, honestly, like there's just so much out there. There's so much Mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. Oh, how I miss the subway ads on the way to school. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. When you're like trying not to make eye contact with people, so oh. like you start looking at, you start looking at like, <laughs> like some like mattress, ad. like mattress, yeah. like ads. Oh. And stuff. Ca- was it the, the Casper, Casper ad? Yeah, yeah. Cat- had it was equations. actually brilliant. It was I so well done. Yeah. Really I love cool. Those. Yeah, yeah, I would for love sure. When I was on like a subway or a, a cart where there was a new one, and I had to figure it out because, like, after right. a while, like, seeing all of them, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is it's great design because you know there's not much to do on the subway, so if you can come up with like a, a strategy that you know puts focus on your brand or whatever the case may be, um, the subway ads are are great. Most of them are not the best but yeah. there is some there is some good ones out there for sure <laughs> yeah first year when like because i had to take the the train to school every day and mm-hmm. when you're learning type one you're learning about kerning and tracking and letting and then yeah. i go on the subway and i'm like "Ooh, that's bad <laughs> yeah like who yeah exactly exactly like, there's the fuck did this? <laughs> <laughs> there is yeah, there's a lot of bad design out there. And that's the thing. Once you start like really seeing what's around you, you understand that like there is a place in the world for you because you're here to, you know, better those yeah. things for people. <laughs> like you have already corrected designs out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what class did you do your TTC rebranding in? That, um, that would have been corporate corporate design two, I think it was. Yeah, first semester. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. I love that. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things. Um, there's been so many redesigns of the TTC, like mm-hmm. obviously, because I don't really know what their logo is, honestly, to this day. It's just <laughs> really jumbled, and there's just a whole lot. Um, yeah, there was, uh, I mean, it's been around forever, obviously. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that, like, nobody really expects is ever going to get changed. Exactly. But, um, yeah, for me, I just kind of saw an opportunity with, like, okay, this could be better. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, how could this be better? And you don't want to change yeah. it up too, too much. So you have to kind of, I mean, that's, like, the whole idea of, like, a of, like a brand refresh is to kind of take the elements and try to better them, I guess. But, yeah, that was a super, super fun project because we had to focus on so many different 
um, aspects of the TTC, like promotion, um, you know, merchandise, uh, like what, like, you know, what the busing and what the, the street mm-hmm. cars are going to look like and stuff. It was a pretty big project, but that was, uh, that was a really cool one to do. Yeah. I think sure. the same time you were doing that, I was doing an interaction one. I was doing, um, like a redesign of the TTC watch app. Oh and really? I I remember. I think I followed you on Instagram, and then you like released the rebrand, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh we should have collabed on this." Like, I <laughs> yeah, that would have been so cool. The app and like your re- brand refresh that would have been yeah, cool. that would have mm-hmm. been so cool. Yeah, it, like I said, it's one of those things. Like, I know when I was first looking up inspiration for for the TTC redesign or rebrand, um, it was like there was so many people that have already done it, right? And I was like. Yeah. And then I told people, like, you know, some classmates, and they were like, whoa, like, you're designing the TTC? Like, we'll we'll, we'll see how this ends up, you know? We'll see what this looks like at the end. But I was actually really happy with it. I thought it turned out pretty good, so. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for coming on to talk with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for, yeah, taking taking time out of of your busy days to to have me on here and to have this chat. It's been been great chatting with you guys, for sure. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. awesome <laughs> all these chats i'm always just like wow like yeah yeah no this so is much. such a great this is such a great position for you too it's like so amazing because you get to talk like i know anna rita was on the last episode and like yeah. she's such an incredible voice and such oh, an incredible God. person to to listen into and has so much you know good information to offer to to us and you know her resume speaks for for itself oh. yeah being in your position it's so exciting just obviously you two are already doing it anyway which take in as much information and and learn from from everyone hopefully i was able to uh to give a little bit a little bit of information of what thesis is going to be like and stuff but um again just just be confident in you know what you bring to the table who you are as a designer also who you are as a person and like what you value um and i'm sure you're both going to do amazing things out there thank you yeah of course all right, guys. So that was our episode with Jonathan Byron. We hope you learned a lot, a lot of good advice, definitely for all of us students who are going into third year. And make sure to check us out on Instagram at SOD Docs to stay informed on who we're interviewing next. Yeah, see you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening.